Mark chapter 12, uh, you know this by heart now. Uh, we are, uh, we're reading this same portion of text and we're dissecting it piece by piece. Jesus asked, uh, was asked by a lawyer, what is the most important commandment? And Jesus answered, the most important is here, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. And then he said, the second is this, that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And there is no other commandment greater than these. That's a pretty powerful statement. And there's no other commandment. In all, he's saying in all of the things that God expects... That's powerful, y'all. In all of the things that God expects, there's no other commandments greater than these. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. Lord, ignite our hearts. Ignite our walks with you. Father, help us go to deeper levels, to deeper places, God. Father, we thank you that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. God, we're in a new kingdom now. Father, we thank you. For your salvation today. We thank you for your call on our lives today. We ask that you would open the eyes of our understanding. In Jesus name. And everyone said. Amen. Amen. You may be seated today. Um, now we are. Uh, we're going to be reading. The Lord dropped this in my spirit. Uh, as I knew we were making this transition uh, to all of our mind. We have talked about in this series, we've talked about loving the Lord our God with all of our hearts. With all of those things that we, uh, we have affection for, we have a desire for, with, with the passions of our heart. We've talked about loving God with all of our heart. Then we've talked about loving God with all of our soul, which is our decision-making, our will, our independence, loving God, surrendering all of that uh, decision-making autonomy to God. And then uh, today, we're going to make that transition into loving the Lord our God with all of our mind. And uh, the, the Lord dropped Mark chapter five in my in my spirit, and there's a there's a story there that talks about Jesus and the disciples going over to the land of the Gadareans, and uh, he gets to the land of the Gadareans, and he has an encounter with a man that is possessed by demonic spirits, and. Uh, let, me, let me read what this says to you. I'm going to start with verse 14, then we'll back up and we'll, we'll grab the rest of the story. But look at, uh, at the 14th verse. It says, The herdsmen fled and told it to the city and in the country, and people came to see what was that or what had happened. And they came to Jesus and saw the demon-possessed man, the one who had been, everybody say had been, the one that had the legion or had had the legion sitting there 
clothed in his right mind, and they were afraid of Jesus. They saw this, this man that had been possessed, and he was clothed and in his right mind. Now, listen, I, I, I want to ask you a question today is, are you, are we loving the Lord our God with all of our mind? You know, I, I, I believe when I'm standing on a, a, a platform like this that uh, by and large, there are some that have come in and, and maybe you're sitting there and uh, you, you, this is brand new to you. But by and large, I'm speaking to a lot of people that have probably been going to church almost your entire life or for quite some time you have, uh, you have attended church, you've participated in Christianity, but there's another level that we need to go to. There's another victory uh, a level that we need to go to. And, and so my question to you is, are you loving the Lord your God with all of your mind? What does it even look like to love the Lord our God with all of our mind. So, so what if all of the sudden, what if just boom, all of the sudden, everyone around you could hear every thought you were thinking? Come on now. Wouldn't that be great? No! Heck no, right? Uh, but let me, let me tell you something. Jesus can hear every thought, Right? So, do our thoughts really matter? Do our thoughts... This, this topic means a great deal to me because this was probably one of the greatest warfares, yet one of the greatest victories of my life. And, and so this topic is one of my, my favorite topics when the Lord gives me the opportunity to share on the, the power of our thought life and uh, the, the, the things that are going on between our ears, right? And, and so it, our, our thoughts really do matter. There was a, there's a guy named Robert Kennedy that wrote this. The mind is the garden in which seeds are planted that feed man's soul and becomes the fuel that helps determine his destination. Oh wait, you know there's there's this uh, uh, there's this statement that uh, uh, has been made popular. It's kind of a cultural statement that's uh, uh, that's come on the scene of of late in the last few years, and it, it talks about food is fuel for the body, right? Gas is fuel for the gas tank, right? But food is Fuel, we, we need to see food as fuel to the body. But I want you to understand that thoughts are the seed that fill the pantry that we're eating off of that will help determine and will help mold our future destination. Mm, man, that uh, the Lord 
caused me after this victory, it was a great deal of time after this victory to, uh, to write Mental Madness. And uh, in that book, uh, I, I gave a couple of, of uh, entry as we're entering into the book and the thought process. There's a couple of examples that are there. One is riding a horse without a saddle and a bridle and, and uh, the horse having all the power to make the decisions. But the second one is um, uh, how whoever thought that I went to Old Mesquite High School and graduated there, but uh, I had gone to driver's ed. Whoever thought it was a good decision to pile a bunch of teenagers in a car with an inexperienced driver is nuts. Right? Do y'all, does anybody else remember? I remember seeing my life flash before my eyes, sitting in the back of a car with this inexperienced driver driving down the road, right? Do you remember those driving lessons when we were in high school? The one where we all piled into the back of a the back seat while another inexperienced student drove us around town. They drilled it into our heads. Keep both hands on the steering wheel. Ten and two, people. Ten and two. Now, what if there had been no steering wheel in that car? That would be ludicrous. Who would ever drive a car without a steering wheel? This is exactly my point. Before you're licensed to drive that machine, you must study the guidelines of driving and recite the safety protocols. You must prove that you have the capacity to control your vehicle responsibly. So how did we ever come to the conclusion that thoughts without restraint are no big deal? That there is no cause and effect when it comes to matters of the mind. That there is no ten and two on the brain. Perhaps there should be a department of thought safety. Our thoughts are just as powerful a vehicle as any V8 engine. Maybe we should consider the value of Gaining the knowledge to control the powerful thing called our thought life. Most people pay very little attention to their thoughts or imagination. It seems so harmless. We are the only one who knows what we are thinking. And face it, we're not hating, hurting anyone or breaking any laws. We're not acting on our thoughts. We're just thinking them. It's not like our thoughts are putting anyone in danger. Surely our imagination cannot be harmful. It's just make-believe, right? What's the big deal? It's all in the privacy of our own mind, isn't it? Margaret Thatcher wrote this. Watch your thoughts, for they become words. Watch your words, for they become actions. And watch your actions, for they become habits. Watch your habits, for they become character. 
And watch your character, for it becomes your destiny. What we think, we become. Do you care about who you will become? Then what goes on in the privacy of your own mind matters more than you may realize. King Solomon, considered the wisest man to have ever lived, taught us this lesson. Guard your heart because every issue in your life is affected by the condition of your heart. Most of us are pretty good at protecting our heart from other people. We do our best not to allow anyone to cause damage to it. We would also say that we try to protect our heart from sin. However, when it comes to protecting our heart from our own thought processes, most of us are failing miserably. Look, let me see the whites of your eyes. I'm about to read three statements and I'll be done. It is impossible. It, young people, it is impossible to have a pure heart with a filthy mind. It is impossible to have a heart full of faith with a mind full of negativity and worry. Well, that's a pretty big statement when faith is what pleases God. It is impossible to have a heart of forgiveness with an imagination that continually plots revenge. Mark chapter 5 verse 1 says they came to the other side of the sea the country of the Gadareans and when Jesus stepped out of the boat immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit that's the, uh, that's the, the way that they described or the way that they explained a man possessed with devils now, now, now listen to me listen, 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 listen tune in right quick, listen Today, I'm not telling you that if you're struggling in your mind that you're demon-possessed. But I, I do believe that God gave me this passage of Scripture to show you the absolute extreme and God is still able to bring freedom. All right? And so it said they, they met uh, there met him a man that was possessed with devils. And, and listen, I, 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 let me ask you a question today. Have you ever come across someone that is in the, the grips of the tragedies of life and wondered what in the world happened to them? Have you ever come across someone that was homeless? And saw the conditions of their life and went, what in the world happened to them? Have you ever come across those that were gripped by alcoholism or drug addiction? And you looked at them and went, what 
in the there was something somewhere along the line that happened. What in the world? Listen, and and when I say what I'm about to say, I'm not uh, I'm not send, standing up here uh, 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 speaking down. I'm speaking in compassion today. Have you ever come across someone that was that was transgender that was struggling with their with their identity and had that question come across your mind? What? in the world happened to them that impacted them and their lives in such a great way. What we're really asking, listen, what was the access point? Oh, oh, come on church. What was the access point in their lives. Mark chapter 5 verse 3 tells us a little more about this demoniac and it said that he lived among the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been bound with shackles and chains and he wrenched the chains apart and he broke the shackles in pieces and no one had the strength to subdue him. So number one today, sin and demonic activity are never, ever satisfied. You ever had an appetite that was never, you, you just, you could never get satisfied. You could never feel like you were full. Have you, have you ever, you, you understand what I'm saying? No matter how much you eat in a few hours, you're just like a raving maniac, you know? You're hangry. Sin and demonic activity are never satisfied. See, we often, listen closely, we often find ourselves in a daily cycle that we can't get out of. Christians, I'm talking to you. We find ourselves in these daily cycles and, and we fight and we try to overcome whatever we're struggling with but to no avail. And most often, we're the only ones that know how bad our struggle is between our ears. Because the biggest fight is often in our minds. Listen, if the strategy that we're using isn't working, it's kind of like taking medicine that's the wrong medicine when we're sick and expecting to get well. That's, that's a pretty strong statement. If the strategy that we're not that we're using is not working, maybe it's time to change the strategy that we're using. Listen, the scripture says here of this demoniac that he could no longer be restrained. He could no longer be held. And uh, listen, I, it, when I read that, when I look at that, what, what it makes me think of is that at one point, at one point, 
His self-restraint was probably enough. It started small. It started insignificant. And his self-restraint, his self-will was enough to restrain him for a while. And, and then uh, the next thing you know, others uh, had to restrain him. Uh, and then the next thing you know, according to the strip scriptures, that even others could not restrain. He could not be restrained because he was on this spiral because sin and demonic activity is never satisfied enough is never enough we often think that listen we often think that a little sin isn't that bad oh young people that's the lie of the devil old people they have an excuse they're young you're old you have no excuse but ignorance I love you. <laughs> we think a li little sin's not that bad. It's no big deal. A little sin is okay. Verse 5 says, night and day. Everybody say night and day. I think that means all the time. Night and day. Among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always... What's the word? Always, always crying out and cutting himself with stones because sin and demonic activity is never satisfied. Have, guys, have y'all ever seen those little sticky mousetraps? You ever seen those? And, and uh, uh, man, the, the, the mouse uh, accidentally, you know, he's enticed over there and he, he puts one foot in, the, in the, uh, the sticky stuff and he's trying to get out. Next thing you know, he puts another foot in the sticky stuff and he's wrestling. And the next thing you know, he puts the third foot in there and he's trying and it just keeps getting worse and worse. Yeah, that's the way it is with sin and demonic activity because listen I, I want you to, know, to, to understand that we think that a little sin, just a, a, a little, it's not that big a deal. What I'm, what I'm doing, what I'm thinking, what, it's not that big a deal, Pastor. You know, it's just my thoughts. It's just in my head. It's not that big a deal. But listen, uh, all Satan wants of you is all of you. All day and all night um, on, on the mountain. Uh, listen, he, he wasn't even able to live in a house anymore. He was rejected from society. Uh, he cried out and cut himself. Uh, he was screaming out, tormented by this demonic spirit um, because it had consumed him. Sin and demonic activity is never satisfied you may not physically be in the tomb screaming out and crying out but listen listen to somebody that's been there in your mind in the privacy of your inner being you are in a warfare. You are screaming out for help. You are caught in a cycle that you cannot find a way out. 
consumed by fear, consumed by anxiety, consumed by hatred, consumed with the thoughts of revenge because of what happened to you back when. Consumed with unforgiveness. Consumed with lust. Consumed and tormented. There's a passage of scripture, it's not in my notes, but I, I really wish you would write this, this verse down. This is such a powerful, powerful verse of scripture. In Romans chapter 6, verse 16, it says this. It says, don't you know that to whom we yield ourselves servants to obey, his servant you are. That, that may not mean much right this moment, but that is such a power. It, it'll make a little more sense in just a moment. Uh, the verse 6, Mark chapter 5, verse 6 says this, back to our story. It says, and when he, the demoniac, saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him and crying out with a loud voice, he said, uh, what have you to do with me, Jesus, son of of the Most High God. I adjure you by God. Do not torment me. For he was saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. Number two, Jesus is Lord over all the powers of darkness. Listen, no matter... No matter how long you've been struggling, no matter how big the, uh, uh, the, the warfare is in your heart and your mind, no matter how, how deep and how dark uh, the, the, the stronghold is that you're, you're struggling with, uh, I'm telling you that Jesus is Lord over all the powers of darkness. Notice that no man over a long period of time could resist his power. It wasn't for lack of trying, but I want you to get this. Human efforts, when you're dealing with demonic activity, when you're dealing uh, with something. Uh, uh, Jim, how old are you, buddy? 59. <laughs> it took him 59 years to get that screwed up, y'all. Are, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Lance, how old are you, man? 20. <laughs> All liars go to hell, too. Oh, my Lord Jesus. 50? Took him 5-0 to get this screwed up. Roderick, how, how old are you, man? 38. Took you 38 years to get Olivia... He's been working on this for 38 years. And you know what? In all of our effort and willpower and struggle, human efforts are powerless and futile. Notice that every human effort became useless. Because... We are fighting a supernatural battle. We cannot win a supernatural battle 
against a supernatural enemy in our own efforts and abilities. There's no way we need a supernatural Savior with a supernatural strategy to be able to overcome. And the Scripture says that whenever Jesus stepped on the scene, that the demons that came, they came running, and they recognized his person, and they recognized his position, and they recognized his authority. And my friends, that's been made available to us. Wow! If we're going to win supernatural battles, we need supernatural help. Listen, I, this is, again, very, a very personal subject to me. And it was, I felt like I was going to lose my mind. I felt like that I was going to just go insane. I, I would cry out to God, just take my life. I, I can't deal with this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I've struggled. I've, I've labored. Uh, and, and that cycle in my mind all day, every day, uh, was just tormenting to me. And I couldn't get out of, uh, I couldn't get out of the cycle. I couldn't. Listen, I, I, I want you to hear the words coming out of my mouth. Uh, I was a believer. Uh, I was a prayer. Uh, I was a faster. Uh, I was a man of the word but nobody ever taught me strategies first of all nobody ever told me that um, that 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 the thought process could be a sin against God and uh, nobody ever taught me that I could have victory in my mind wow it was a daily struggle I hated the man inside was much different than the man everyone thought I was on the outside. Come on. Because often we're the only ones that know how bad the struggle is. And Jesus stepped on the scene And the demonic forces had to bow to Jesus. I, I'm going to have to quit. I want to I want to tell you today that. I know that we live in a microwave popcorn society. And I know that you would like to just step in a service like this and do the Church of God jerk. Boom! Man, you don't have any more thought problems. I got news for you. It's the supernatural power of Christ combined with our submission and our desire for freedom and us walking, having enough faith in God's word and God's strategies to walk it out to freedom. 
We've come to a place in America where there's all this quick fix-it stuff, all of this wonderful poof. And if you didn't get a free, then you must not have had enough faith in that moment. Boom. You're, it's. What I want to tell you today is that through the power of Jesus Christ and through faith in walking out his word and strategies of the word of God, you can be free from the cycles of torment going on in you all the time. Are we loving God with all of our mind? That is a powerful thought. But there is freedom in the name of Jesus. There's freedom in the word of God. Would you stand to your feet with me today? I Today, I want to invite you to start a journey with me. I want to invite you to come take a walk with me. I want to cause some hope to come alive in you today. I know I'm poking the bear, by the way. I'm fully aware that I'm poking a bear today. I'm fully aware that the enemy doesn't want you to have victory in your mind. Because as we said, you can't have a pure heart with a filthy mind. You can't have a heart full of faith with a mind full of doubt and negativity and worry. Right? You can't have a heart full of forgiveness with a mind that is continually playing on rewind what your mama did to you, what your daddy did to you, what your ex did to you. Come on. But I promise you that there is freedom if you will come and walk this journey out with us. We can step in and we can go to that next level. We're loving God with all of our heart. And we're loving God and surrendering our, our will and our decisions to Him. And then we're loving Him with all of our mind. I promise you that you can have freedom. Today, I just wonder if all over this sanctuary, if you would just slip your hands up and say, Father, I want to love you with all of my mind. I want to take, I want, I want to go into that next level. Would you just lift your hands all over the place and, and just spend a moment, just spend a moment saying, God, I want to love you with all of my mind. I want to go in to deeper places, to a deeper level with you. I want to surrender all of my thoughts in my mind 
I want this freedom. I want to break this cycle. I want to know freedom like never before. And I want to love you. Father, right now I'm asking you, no, no matter how long the struggle's been going on, no matter how deep the stronghold, how difficult the battle, how long they've been screaming in the tombs and on the mountaintops. And no one else knows, but they know. You know, Father. Lord, you can deliver. You can deliver. Father, let hope arise to begin to start this journey, to begin to start this journey to loving you with all of our mind. I thank you. I thank you, Lord, because you don't leave us to our own devices, to our own ability, to our own power, to our own human efforts. You empower us with the helper. You give us the sword of the Spirit, which is the word. Father, help us to have the tenacity to walk this thing out, to walk it out in Jesus' precious name. We pray, Father. Amen and amen. Guys, I'm excited for you to know the freedom and the peace that I've come to know. I, I'm telling you, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. And it's available. If you want it, come take this journey with us. Guys, I love you. Thank you for joining us online. Thank you for joining us in the house today. I love you with all my heart. God bless you. You're dismissed today.